This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. When it comes to simple fixes, then easy weekend projects, we are there for you. Uh, you need to go ahead and join this conversation. Tell us what you're working on for 2023. You can do an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.com. How are you guys this morning? Pretty good. Everybody, everybody. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so so that everybody knows why there were crickets there. Um, <laughs> right before we went on the show. Jeff Pam, and I were Pam, having no, a, I always I always let Pam speak first. That's true. <laughs> Jeff and Pam I'm were doing polite. Y'all were doing an arm wrestling match before we came on the air. I so, can't help it if she's wrong. That's right. And she says the same. So, uh, you no, got, I, my answer is you may be right. <laughs> I didn't hear I may that be part. Crazy. You may, you I didn't may hear be that right. part. So, so Pam, uh, tell us what went on this week. What was going on in your world? Well, I'm not doing a lot of projects. I have a um, an injury. So I am, I've kind of stepped back. You have an injury. I have an injury, yes. Oh, okay. And so it's just that injury, you know, the things that happen whenever you pass a certain birthday. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I've slowed down on my projects. You know, um, I think about you. I got to be honest. I think about you whenever, uh, whenever I think about when someone describes like a crawl space or I'll see like a. Uh, a truck gone by of a contractor that does crawl spaces. The first thing I think of is Pam. That's right. That's the first thing I think of is Pam up under there on all fours with a (laughs) flashlight on her head. Yeah, crawling around in my monkey suit looking for... And people wonder why we charge more for those. And I've always said, listen, I'll give you the suit. You go do that part. Sure. That's right. Absolutely. I don't... It's not fun. It's not. And when I first got started, it was scary. You know, and and, and I used to tell people, um, I stay real spiritual because I'm on my knees praying the entire time. I mean, there there are probably... I don't know this to be a fact, but I would guess that there's probably more crawl spaces that are wrong than crawl spaces that are correct. See, for me, what would that matter if you're going down there and there's a raccoon? Who cares what the plumbing's well, going Well, and, and let me tell you a funny story now. I'm doing a crawl space. I was new. And I was doing a crawl space, and I got underneath the house, and it was dark and big. And I looked over in a corner, and, of course, I've got my headlight on. And mm-hmm. I flashed over in that corner, and I saw at a beeping light. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, that's really interesting. It's a beeping light. I'll get over there and find out. So I kept doing stuff. Well, I got over closer to it. When I looked at it again, it, it wasn't a beeping light. It was a blinking animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, were, was it red? Were the right. eyes red the or eyes, green? They were red. That was awesome. Well, well you, you know what that means. What? Red on an animal is a predator. Like a fox, you know, some sort of predator has uh-huh. red eyes. I didn't know that. Non-predator has green, green eyes. Green eyes. Like a deer. Right. Um, those are green. 
Uh, well, this you, was a red blinking light. Oh yeah, no, that's okay. a, that's a that's a predator. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, the buyer was actually sitting out on the deck, and I, you know what a crab crawl is? Yes. Yeah, sure. You know, used to do those in in elementary school. Uh, yeah. What did you you left quickly? I started quickly? hyperventilating, and I crab crawled <laughs> out of that thing as fast as I could. And the buyer just watched me come out from underneath that, and he's like, "You okay?" I said, like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Right. Yeah. I mean, all that for just a little baby raccoon? Uh, just right. for a little a little raccoon. Well, you know that commercial <laughs> where the two guys are sitting there and the dad screams? It's the spider. Right. And he has to do a recall, a replay yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. You don't need a replay on me. I did scream. Well, look, let's uh, let's just go ahead and uh, start early here. Pat's on the line in Meridian, and it's got to be the funniest description of a problem we've seen on the show. Missing screws. Uh-oh. I don't know how I'm going to help we've you with this. We've all got but, missing screws. Right. Pat, go for it. <laughs> or loose I got them everywhere. You with us, Pat? Yes, I am. I have a um, a hood vent, vent hood device over my stove. My house is about 45 years old, and this is original to the house. Mm -hmm. It's a GE Custom 36, and that works great, but the light switch has gotten flaky. And my husband said, no problem, I'll just, you know, it's probably just a loose wire or I'll just replace the switch. Right. Well, <laughs> we can't find any screws to remove the faceplate to get at the switch. Ah, well, was the faceplate, um, was it, does it seem as though an adhesive was used to put the faceplate on? I, I bet it was molded that way. Aches. I bet it was built that way, so you couldn't get to it. That's why, you know, things that were made back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> built for you not to get into? Yeah, they wanted you to not get in there. And probably some of that has to, is it underneath the the hood itself, Pat? Like, are um, you looking up at it? No, I'm looking straight on at... Oh, it's that old. It's that well. It's forty-five years old. Right. Right. It's probably brown. Pat. No. (laughs) What? Pat. Let me ask you. You've got you've got a GE Vena hood, and what is stopping? I know this is the Fix It show, and you can uh, you can fix that. It may take you taking it down. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You may have to remove it. Right. And if it's forty-five years old, have you considered a new one? Well, I have, but my husband has. Right. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yeah, right. he wants a project. Well, I tell you what, I've been I've been that husband before, and and by the time I got out in the middle of the living room, and the thing that I wanted to fix was in fifteen thousand different pieces, and I thought this would be a good time to go shopping. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, you really didn't need one. You just wanted to go shopping. Right, right, yeah. I understand. Well, you know what I would do, Pat, is I'd sit back and let him attempt that. And then whenever he gets frustrated, just... Ask for the credit card. Yeah, ask for the card and go get you... Go right. get you a new one. Make sure that, you know, on those old ones like that, that it's not recirculating, that it's actually taking it through a vent and out. Um, the biggest thing I see in older homes is that you'll have a vent hood and it's either venting back into the house or <laughs> it's venting into the attic. And you can't do that. You've got right. to cut a hole and take it through the roof. Well, he well, can fix that. 
a, a duct that goes up through a cabinet that it's attached to okay. and okay. into the attic and and he well we you know moved in and he was younger he'd climb up in the attic and you know he said everything up there looks good yeah as and, long as that uh, vent goes i can't tell you though how many times i've seen it where they're not vented out they're just vented straight into the attic and that's going to put a lot of yuckiness up there well, the power supply oh. is replaceable, but you've got to be able to get to it. I don't see you getting to it unless that thing's down. Um, yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah, yeah, By the way, when you get it down, 45-year-old Vena Hood, if you can get it apart from the stuff that's in it, yeah, it's going to be it's gross. It's going to be gross. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be. And actually, yeah. that was a project I took on this weekend. Really? I, yeah. I decided that I, I could because I can't use my left elbow. That's mm-hmm. what the problem is. Okay. So, but I can use my right arm. Mm-hmm. And I was thought, well, if I can't build the fence that I want to do right. in the backyard, then I will just clean. And I looked up into that fence and it was gross. Okay. So I yeah. got some stuff and started uh, cleaning everything out. And I'm getting ready to have a new roof put on, depending on what the rain's doing from an insurance claim and we're going to put a new cap on the roof and make sure everything's good on right remember pat how many christmas dinners have been cooked under that give it its proper burial Mm -hmm. and send it off yeah (laughs) yeah yeah all right uh thanks a lot pat you used to clean it because i have struggled with that as well (laughs) it's going to be a cutter of some sort well i use a um you can use well believe it or not there is this new Dawn spray, uh-huh. and I use because it cuts the grease. The power, really? Mm-hmm. Are you doing an advertisement right here? Well, <laughs> and and let me say this because I don't like the idea of of having to replace the bottles all the time because uh-huh. you and this stuff is awesome. I use it on my dishes. I yeah. use it on my countertops. I use it on my cooktop. You can. I looked up online, and there's a formula for it that is pennies to the dollar really so now i'm making my own spray right so anything that will cut the grease and there's also another product that is used on stainless steel i can't remember what the name of it is but it will also cut that grease but that's a good question pat you need something that's going to be a grease cutter because it's going to be disgusting remember one of them cleans ducks when they're oily so yeah all right thanks a lot let's uh keep on moving here pat we've got another question from the gulf coast hugh wanted to ask a question about a previous episode which episode was this hugh or what were we talking about oh i i couldn't tell you they were running it again over the holidays um but it had to do with uh an exhaust fan in the bathroom Uh uh-huh all right I remember something about that. After the after the shower, you know, the excess moisture and stuff, and everybody in the panel was in agreement. And so my question was, did you just run it into the uh, attic? It was like the other call, or does it go all the way out the, through the roof? Uh, I, I I like in the attic. You, you are not you are not putting enough moisture in that to make a difference. Now, depending on what governing. Governing, governing body, meaning <laughs> permitting-wise, inspection-wise, for example, City of Madison will make us run all of those out the roof. Um, I, I disagree with that, but we still have to follow that uh, uh, building code. In the county, Madison County, uh, we can run those in the attic. Huh. So I am a believer in the attic 
Pam, what's your Yeah, thought? I'm going to agree with you. And actually, I go behind those inspections in Madison. I don't mind them hearing me say this. And I tell my customers to take that down. Yeah, cut that off because all you're going to do <laughs> is have a rain shower in that I did vent. Not, I did not say that. I That's know. right. That's so right. if it's a retrofit in an existing home, there's not going to be anything. You're not going to pull a permit to put that in. Yeah, right. So just run it into your attic. Now, if you live up close to Memphis, and I know we have it's listeners up there. Yeah, you better run it outside in a cooler climate because if you don't, you're going to start growing mold in your attic. Wow. That was my concern. Yeah, but if you're on the Gulf Coast, there is more humidity and your dew point is higher in your air in your attic than it is in your bathroom. Wow. So if you start trying to uh, push warm, moist air out, it's just going to condensate and drip back through that fan. Gotcha. And I'm open to the anyone wanting to have that experiment. I see it all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I walk well, into I a bathroom and I'm like, man, this... <sighs> Something's raining, and right. it's not a roof leak. And now I do, I do want to bring this up. Um, make sure that that when you purchase that ventilation fan, that it has enough CFM to do the job. What is CFM, Jeff? Cubic feet, feet per minute, minute. minute. of of it's, air movement. So how much? How fast it's going? Yeah, okay. and and a good rule of thumb is one hundred and fifty CFM. Yeah, uh, and that, if you've got a master bathroom, you may not mean uh, as much CFM as a hall bathroom. That's right. That's right. So it's not it's not just the one that makes the noise. Make sure that we're moving enough air right. to, to do the job. Will that be indicated there on the box? It sure will. It okay. should be. And then the thing that I see in older homes or existing homes, mm-hmm. <laughs> can't tell you how many times. When we go in, there is a method to our madness. So we go in to inspect the house. And one of the things that we do is we do everything on the inside of the house before we go to the outside. Right. So I'm going to do the inside before I do the outside and the attic and the crawl space. Right. So we'll go through and turn all the vent fans on, mm-hmm. and we leave them on. So when I get in the attic, I can figure out where they're exhausting. Ah, and I cannot tell you how many times it's covered with insulation. Yep. Oh. And not going to vent so much okay. if it's all clogged up with insulation. Yep. <laughs> not going to work. Well, that's when you, as the homeowner, when you peek your head up in that attic, uh-huh. you should see a flex line just randomly, randomly coming up out of the insulation, and you're saying, wow, I wonder where that came unhooked from. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't come unhooked from anything. That is your vent. That's uh, a little three-inch okay. um, uh, flexible pipe that, that should be at least a foot above right. your um uh, to, I think 12 to 18 inches. Yeah. And if you'll strap it up. And then having it connected is always a plus. Um, I've seen them before just sticking up and they're not even connected to the fan. And the way you know is that you can walk over to it. If it's in the wintertime, there's going to be warm air coming out of it. Right. If it's in the summertime, there's going to be cool air coming out of it. Huh. And that's how okay. you know if gotcha. it's connected or not. Or if you kind of look over in the blown insulation right. and it's, it's bubbly, moved a little it's bit. moving, <laughs> nothing's connected. Okay. Gotcha. All right. You know what? <laughs> that's so fantastic. is that something I can look at without having to get all the way up into the crawl space? You should be able to. Turn your vent and fan on and then stick your head up place. there. Yeah. And look over and you should be able to see it. All right, Hugh, okay. we appreciate it. Thank you very much, okay. sir. 
Hope that works out for you. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And before the break, uh, you know, we were talking about attic fans, vent fans. You know, we're going to get to that today because a lot of folks have called in. However, there's a lot of neat things out there to talk about. I did uh, want to talk real quick about uh, a couple of things. One of those... Which is so important. I know we have people on the line that want to talk, but I really need to get this out. A big report came out this week about gas stoves. And Pam, you sent me an article. I read the article. I read a couple of articles about this. And uh, gas stoves for years have been looked at as maybe there might be an issue. And now they're finding uh, through research that there was an issue related to asthma. Indoor air quality. Indoor air quality, gas stoves, and asthma. Tell me about what you read, Pam. Well, we've been putting it in our reports for years. There was a report that came out from the University of Iowa about 10 years ago that was a study on uh, these gas appliances that are non-vented. Okay, and, and, and Jeff and I will agree, if they're vented with correct CFM, they're fine. But the problem is, is that we have a lot of lower-end construction that happens where they'll put in a gas stove with a recirculating vent. And what they're saying now, these um, scientific studies, is that it's related to childhood asthma because of the byproducts from burning the gas. And and the byproducts, we, we talk a lot about byproducts on burning the gas, but we talk about the water byproduct a lot when we talk about burning gas. Burning gas makes water, a good bit of it. Um, and I guess there are other things in there that, that are uh, making that happen. Well, and I sent you, let me just read. Do you mind if I just read? Uh, yes, this, quote this, your this source. Study. Here, a new peer-reviewed study published last month in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health found that more than 12% of current childhood asthma cases in the U.S. can be attributed to gas stove use. That is amazing. That's just, I, 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 think about that. In our lifetime, you know, or, or think about it, the past hundred years, you know, in gas, it is considered, it is... That is the way chefs prefer to cook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's well, a big there's deal. been a big push by the gas industry on mm-hmm. that. And so and I don't want to get into right, pros right. and cons. I love I have a gas range. I right. have a really nice gas range, but I also put in a really nice Vena hood. Vena hood. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a monster because I want to get all of the byproducts out. You think about it. And Jeff brought up a great point. Gas furnaces. Don't have those byproducts. Well, let's say they shouldn't. Right. <laughs> because they vented should have. Vented properly. Vented properly, they pull that out of there. But what's happening is that we're actually creating indoor air quality issues by cooking on gas stoves and ovens without venting them. Because you don't think to turn on your vent vent fan when you're cooking with your gas stove. Right. Um, the oven. Right. And so I have an electric oven and a gas range. Right. That's that's my preference. But yesterday I did brand new construction where there was a gas oven. St- it's a stove. It's uh-huh. a gas stove. Well, yeah, a range. It's a gas range. Range, not, yeah. Not a range top. But how many but times does the consumer think, I got to turn my vent hood on when I'm cooking something in the oven? 
You know what? Uh, See, I've got a gas um, range, and we have electric um, oven, oven, and another electric cooktop. So, but I never turn the the fan on if I put something in the gas oven, right? I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. And then if you've so. got in the older homes, you might have a standing pilot. On sure, that's now, right. It's not vented. It's sure not. That's well, right. so I'll you're say, putting off. You've got all these. I guess you're putting a small amount, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Wow. Java mentioned that I should probably say to everyone, no one's coming to take your stoves. No, uh-uh. uh, and and what the what they're looking at is that they can't come in and you know just like they can't take our gas cars if they're right. going to go to electric, you're going right. to be able to use what you've got. Right. But they're going going to start. I think what we will see from our code officials and and I've actually been to um, I'm, I'm ICC certified new mm-hmm. new construction, and I'll go to these training courses, and I have asked for the last 20 years. How come you code officials are allowing people to put gas appliance stoves and ranges into homes with recirculating vents? Why are you doing that? Well, because it, because in the 2012 building code, it doesn't say that we have to vent it. But, see, listen, right? we're talking about, folks, we're talking about. the manufacturer about- says you're supposed to do it. Well, if the manufacturer says you're supposed to do it, then that supersedes code. That's what I'm saying. Manufacturer specifications said any gas appliance has got to be vented. Well, see. But the code officials are letting them get away but with look, it. Look, guys, you're talking about what people are supposed to do with these stoves. That's right. That's right. When it was 20 degrees outside, who opened their gas stoves wide open <gasps> to heat the home? Well, a lot of people do this. Don't a do lot it. of people. You don't don't right, right. do it. But, yeah, lower income. Uh-huh. That's what you're doing to heat your house, right, is so, you're doing that on so. And now you're really creating some problems, respiratory. But it's really not efficient and, <laughs> so you dangerous. know. <laughs> well, so dangerous. okay, you said lower income. Lower income has heat. Turn your heat on up. Don't. Don't yeah. turn your gas stove on. All right, look, right? Uh, before, we, before we get too deep into this hole, yeah, four <laughs> people are holding. We got all these people calling in wanting to talk about yeah, something got, else. So we're got, before we move on to uh, attic vents, Frank is on the line, uh, Jeff, for attic vents. Is in Brandon. What's going on, Frank? Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, my laundry room is in an interior room in the house, and the dryer vent just vents into the attic. <gasps> no, that's that, not that good. That is a hazard. Oh, of course. <laughs> And I was wondering how to remedy that and what type of contractor would I need? Would it be the appliance person uh, okay. or what kind of contractor to remedy that? I, I, I happen to know a lot about that, okay? <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay. I'm going to give you two different ways to handle this. There is a booster pump. Uh, first of all, the the dryer should not be vented into the attic. That's going to cause all kind of problems. Um, but they make a they make a booster pump that you can put. It's an inline fan, if you will, that will suck all of the moisture and and things out of your dryer out the house. So run it up through the attic, turn it, and get it vented outside. Now. There are certain um, manufacturers of dryers that you can do that that don't require the booster. 
So okay. I know I'm getting I'm getting a little complicated here. Mm-hmm. Code is what is code? Thirty feet. I think so. Well, that's it's you- it's, it's thirty feet, but every ninety counts for ten feet. So you cannot run them very long. Talking um, about the dryer vents. Talking folks. about the dryer vent. Mm-hmm. Um, so get the specifications on the dryer. Find out how far you can run that per per manufacturer, and if it will not work, consider purchasing the uh, booster. Another okay. thing that I can tell you, if you need someone to look at this, and um, and and Pam and I were just talking about this a while back. We had chimney sing, uh, sweep, said Bledsoe on, and he talking he talked a lot about he installs those. Insta- okay, yes. does he? Good. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah so, so he would be a contact yeah. or something like he, that. And he's a chimney sweep. Yeah. The reason why he's so familiar with it, and and those folks are is that a lot of them clean out those ducts yeah it's part of their service yeah i didn't so, realize that they did that and he said that on the show last time and i was like that's awesome to have that well, right. contact you know we 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 run into that a lot when we put laundry rooms in the center of the house yep right. we used to be able to run it through the slab that was right. such a bad idea it was a horrible idea <laughs> it's a bad idea so now you know we've got architect and designers designing it for the center of the house which is where your laundry room really should be right. in the center of the home right um uh, Closest to the master. Put it next to the master closet is yeah. my thing. So, yeah. but, but they do. And the reason I know about it, we've, we we build a lot of handicap housing. And, and that's where the – if you're in a wheelchair, you need that, that right. in the center. You need it centralized if you can. And um, so a lot of times we purchase the washer and dryer uh, that will accommodate – uh, a the, longer, the, the, uh, a longer route for right. the vent. Okay, all right. Uh, does that help out? Yes, and the gentleman's name was Charles Bledsoe. No, said Bledsoe. What's the name of his company? I can't, um, I can't remember. Um, Chimney Sweep Solutions, I think, was the name of his. We're not recommending a company, but we just know that that guy did. So, all right. Okay, great. Thank okay, you, sir. Thank you very much for your time. Yes, okay. sir. Let's go ahead and take uh, Cindy real quick in Tennessee. What's going on, Cindy? I uh, had a question about where to put the bathroom uh, vent. Of course, I have one uh, now above my toilet where you're not supposed to, so I'm going to have to move it around the corner. But where in relation to the shower does it need to be? Interesting. Um, I I like it inside the shower. Yeah. Uh, either inside right the shower, they make a very, very nice light and vent, all made in one unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, when man. you turn your light on, your vent comes your on. Your vent comes on. Yeah. So that's what I prefer. Now, if for some reason we didn't do that, for whatever reason, I want it right outside the shower door. Okay. That's a good idea. And I, I want to get. You, you've talked before about uh, you can also get them with heaters in them. Um, sure, yeah. And I was mm-hmm. thinking about getting one, you know, with the light and the fan and the heater because our bathroom stays cold no matter what you do. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So that <laughs> that's okay to put directly above the shower as well? If it is rated for that. Yes. Okay. That is yeah. very important. It, well, it, and let me make a suggestion. You're Where are you? You're in Past Christiane. Cordova. Cordova. Cordova, Cordova, Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would think about, Carolyn, if it were me, is putting heat in the ceiling 
is not going to give you a whole lot no, because he, goes he up. rises. <laughs> so I would consider some type of a wall furnace. I put a little electric wall furnace right next to my um, next to my bathtub. <laughs> right, genius. <laughs> now, hey, if you, it doesn't plug inspector. in there now. Look, it pl- you, it's <laughs> the power source is the <laughs> and it's mounted you, to the can, wall. Can you reach it from the tub? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Now, the, here's something that if you ever get into a, you know, a, a bathroom remodel, you can do heated floors. Yeah, those are Ooh. awesome. Yeah, those we, work we've great. Done that. Yeah, we've already done that. Well, we I, you know what? I did want to say, if you're going to get that fan that goes up over your shower, they make them with Bluetooth now. So you may as well listen to something. Yeah, While you're in the put shower, a speaker right. in yes. there. Yeah, they put a, a speaker in. Disco in the shower. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it sounds to me like Carolyn, something may something else may be going on if your bathroom is still so cold. Oh well, it's I don't know what the deal is, but our master bedroom and master bath are always much much colder mm. than the rest of the house. Uh, we've had. Um, the, the company that services that we get, you know, to service our heat and air, they went up in the attic and there were some areas that needed to be sealed and they sealed those and that helped. But and it faces it's the set, north side it, of the house and it's just freezing. It there. sounds like you have a return air issue. It's what could it sounds be. like. It could be. We definitely do. Something I would think about, Carolyn, and, and we talk about this quite a bit on the show, you may want to consider getting a home inspector in there. Right. Specifically one that does the thermal imaging. To mm-hmm. Because what the thermal does is it tells you if you have temperature differentials that may be causing that. So it could be leaking ductwork. It could be insufficient insulation. It could be a number of things, but it sounds like you might have a little bit more going on than just trying to get your bathroom heated up. Well, the heat and air guy said um, he specifically addressed the master bedroom, and he said there is a return air in there, and, and he said that where they place the vents are almost in the ceiling right above the wall where the return air is. Mm. Oh, so it's just sucking oh, the oh, okay. supplier right back in. Yeah, I, that's, I was <laughs> suspecting. Yeah, yeah. That's so. So when your heat and air comes on, it's going right, right back, back in the in. return. Yeah, you could put some diverters on there. You could do that. You could move. You could move that return. That's not. That's not difficult to do. Or move your so, supplier. Sure. A little bit further away. How old's the house? I was built in '94. Okay. okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would simply, I'd simply move the return. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would do. I think that's going to solve your problem. Yeah. Or get an okay. inspector so in there you, and let them. Yeah. I mean, I'm t- I'm telling you this off the radio without even looking. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. All right, Cindy. Okay. Thank you very much. I hope that helps out. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB <laughs> Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. We talked about doing some stuff about some tax breaks for home improvements. And you're like, hey. I mentioned this to you a little while back, uh, Pam, but this article came out on Lifehacker. Have you guys heard of Lifehacker? Uh, it, it's a neat website, podcast, a lot of different things. But anyway, what they did was they came out with a list of all the home improvement tax credits that you can take 
uh, advantage of this year. So, so okay, number one, of course, lots of people talk about this all the time. Rooftop solar, people talk about that because it is a tax credit that you can take. Energy-efficient uh, appliances, though, was one that I really focused in on. These are, are uh, and if you've not seen the Energy Star, whenever you buy one of those appliances that has the little star insignia on the side, Yep. That that that's one that qualifies. Oh, yeah, the, the energy star. Yeah, mm-hmm. energy star. Right. Yeah. And it qualifies in this case, uh anytime you buy one of those, it qualifies for one of these discounts. Uh heat pumps. Um uh something else that you can get done that can help is uh electrical panels and wiring. So that's something that that can be a tax uh IRA allocates money. For those things. Really? For like an update on your yep. panel? Yes, it does. Oh, that's good to know. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of more things. You can catch that article in Lifehacker, and it's really neat. You should check it out and find some of those things you can look at this year. We're just going to go straight to Jerry in Memphis, who has uh, stackable laundry units. What's going on, Jerry? Hey, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I have a, uh, I have a stackable, it's like a Kenmore unit, washing dryer on top. It's kind of like uh in a little side closet area. It's not really tight, but it's somewhat tight. But anyway, uh, uh, I've had it maybe about six years, you know, long enough for it to just get out of warranty. Right, and perfect. Of course. Developed, mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, it's uh, started leaking. Leak started out small, and now it seems to be getting worse. I finally had somebody come out and take a look at it. And I uh, got looked at it for five minutes, and he said, yeah, it looks like it's coming from the... Uh, from the agitator and this seal, uh, and it's probably going to cost you five or six hundred bucks to get it fixed. And so I recommend you just get a whole new unit. Was this? Get you guys' opinion on that? Let me ask you, Jerry. Is this is this a full size unit or one of the single stackables that is both the washer and dryer together? Watch hand dryer together. Right. Okay. Uh, there's there's our our rub right there. Is that when whenever you have uh, any object that we make do more than one purpose at a time if you lose one of those purposes you kind of lose the whole thing unfortunately yeah it's a space right. issue probably yeah so it is exactly what it is yeah. yeah and unfortunately these days and we found it through people that work with us here uh our appliance people that come in actually there's some of them that have even stopped servicing appliances because the parts well, are hard to get a hold of it's not worth it to do it on a lot of cases you know what 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 impressed me uh, what what jerry said was um when they called the repair man the repair man makes a living repairing appliances right but he said, you know what, in good conscience, I think that you ought to get a new one. Mm-hmm. That that tells me a lot right there. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, because so, I could take your money yeah, and fix yeah, it for $500. Exactly. Or you could put that $500 toward a new one. Right, which tells me that's a pretty good appliance repair person to, to put his own livelihood of, hey, man, I don't feel comfortable. Right. Um. So I'm going to I'm going to recommend you buy another one. I'm I'm probably going to buy another one. Are you in that boat, Jerry? Yeah, that's pretty much um, kind of where I am, and I I agree. I agree. The guy has a lot of integrity. Yeah, telling me that. Yeah. Uh, And like I said, the unit's not that. I'm kind of disappointed because the unit's not that old. uh, You know, next time it could be something with the dryer. Right. 
you well, know, you, you've already put this money into this thing, and it could be sure. something else. Uh, well, let me say, right. Jerry, we've had the appliance person on the show many times, and we've had the same answer every time. If you're expecting more than seven years of life out of your appliances, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so. Yeah, the expectation. And, you know, uh, what was said, what you said before we got on the phone with Jerry about tax rebates, this would be an awesome opportunity to look and see if there's anything an available. Energy Star Appliance. An, on an Energy Star Appliance that you're going to come back in with. And once again. And then again, you can get some money off of that. I talk about this all the time. Houses have maintenance. They're not, they're like people. You know, we have to. I go to the doctor oh, every absolutely. year. That's right. I, there's always things that I have to take care of. Yes. So to expect that just because you move in a new house, there's never any maintenance to it, that's an unreasonable expectation. So I have a um, fund, and I don't even know. I've got my my investment guy does this, where he's throwing money out of every paycheck into a money market that's nothing but for my house. Yeah. Well, I mean, think think I want about to be you when I grow up. Think, well, <laughs> think about what we're asking our house to do. We're we're, we're asking our house to uh, have facilities for running water, facilities for 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 restrooms, facilities for cooking. Uh, keep the element off of us: rain, snow, sleet, wind. We ask a lot out of our houses, right? So, absolutely, just because it's not a moving device <laughs> it requires constant checking you know are my gutters full is my flashing correct on the house did a limb get on my roof all kind of things are going on on this stationary object that we call our homes that we live in and use every day and so. the benefit is not paying someone else rent so well uh, yeah and then th- they get to take care of it but can i tell you a horror story so sure. I, we inspected this last couple of weeks one of the most beautiful homes I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was absolutely stunning, except whenever we, we fill up all the tubs and we drain them and flush the toilets at the same time. Mm-hmm. This is to make sure everything's going out. Well, when it started backing up in the shower, we like, there's going to be a problem here. They get a plumber out there, and the sewer line has collapsed halfway to the point of exit. Oh, no. How now, do you drain them all at the same time? Well, you you run you go from room to room, okay. and you pop you, the you drains. You don't have four people there. No, right. with uh-uh. radios on, I no. can see this. Houston, yeah. Houston, okay. Houston, flush, <laughs> flush. Now, toilet one. Flush. I tell you what, I do when I'm training. Though I Pam, have them I in had, the other I rooms. Had to, Pam, I had to go there. I had to do that. <laughs> and we do that because I want to pop those drains before right. I go underneath yeah, them. Absolutely. To see if there's a leak. Well, we pop the drains, and all of a sudden, bloop, 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 yep, bloop. There it is. Well, then they call the plumber yep. and the plumber does a scope and the sewer lines and collapsed. Fact, that's right and so that's not something we're, that we couldn't find but we could see a symptom of yeah, it right now we're, we're getting bids or the anyway they're getting bids and they're anywhere from 10 to twenty thousand dollars well and and look <laughs> that is more common than not because probably a couple things have happened a tree root or a big heavy truck you know what? I didn't think about that because this backyard is stunning. Okay. It is beautiful. And I bet you there were trucks well, look, coming and going we, back there. We've got a brand new, uh, we, we, we got a brand new house we built a oh, year, year and a half ago. 
homeowner calls me and says, Jeff, we've got a collapsed sewer line. I said, really? Well, further investigating, a big truck backed over the sewer line. Um, Was it a concrete truck for a swimming pool? Well, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know because all this happened after the fact. Yeah, after well, you, yeah. So, you know, listeners may be saying, well, Jeff, you need to bury your sewer deeper. No, I'm I'm dictated to where that sewer goes right. depending on where my sewer tap is. Yeah. So I don't set that elevation. Mm-hmm. I have to live with the one that is set at the sewer tap. And all of that to say, buying a new washing machine, washer and dryer, is just part of it. Every seven years, you're probably sure. going to have to do that. Right. And if you get into older homes, you better be setting aside more money. Well, hey, <laughs> right. are, are, you, are you driving the same car that you drove 40 years ago? Yeah. Or even hey. seven years ago. No, no, you're not driving the same no. car that you uh-uh. did 40 years well, ago. Well, I am, because right. I run them till they're dead. But. All right, we got too many calls to get to to get to them in time, so let's go ahead and keep moving. Uh, let's see. Mer- Fred has got a concrete foundation issue. Uh, Fred, are you with us? Fred? Yeah. One last shot. Go for it. <laughs> hey. Hey, how are you today? We're great. We're great. What do you got going on? Well, uh, we're wanting to build a home, and it is uh, that area is, is – uh, Clay or gumbo or whatever you want to call it. Right. And even even the newer homes around within the last 10 years are having trouble. What is the best way for me to go about on my foundation on, on the concrete slab? What do I need to do to make it solid and stable for years? Yep. Jeff, this is all on you, bro. It's okay. If, if you, in fact, have Yazoo Clay, and it sounds like you've, you've drilled and you got someone um, – that has tested the dirt and said that it is not stable for for a home. You must excavate that Yazoo clay. Um, rule of thumb: you want seven feet of compactable soil under your slab. Seven feet is the rule of thumb. And let me throw something in here too that I learned on this show from a foundation person that we had come in. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking excavate, too. But he made a very interesting observation. He said, if you excavate and don't give the water that will pool in that excavation a way out, you've just created a swimming pool in the clay with compacted dirt. Wow. Right. And I'd never thought about that before. So if you're going to – and that happened next door to me. They went down seven feet and up eight feet. So there's – what is that? Fourteen feet of compacted dirt, and they're they're rocking and rolling over there because it's a swimming pool <laughs> with excavated dirt. Well, there's got to be a spring or something going on because you should not have you should not have water filling up underneath your your foundation when you when you excavate. Now, if you excavate and that hole starts filling up with water, yeah, that's a total different process. <laughs> yeah, don't you think? But what his point was, was that water coming off the roof and rainwater, if you've excavated out around it, goes back to your point about drainage. If you don't have, if the water's not draining away, mm-hmm. so either a gutter a real good um, drainage away from the house. You just have to be careful about that. So don't excavate to the point that you're flat. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, again, I'm I'm going to excavate five to seven feet of 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 um, uh, 
bad soil. Uh, I, I want, at the end of the day, I want seven feet of good compactable soil under my foundation. So if that means excavate three and come up, um, you know, four, you know, whatever that math is. And then, of course, your dirt contractor should have compaction reports on every lift when they put when they put your pad in boy that's a lot of stuff to know that that that's very technical it, it sounds a lot more complicated than, than it is mm-hmm. the advice i can give you is hire a qualified um uh, contract a qualified dirt uh a contractor that puts in pads on a regular basis and if it's in the state of mississippi tell us again jeff what is the uh you have to have a 210 on the foundation anyway so well the state of mississippi requires that we put a six-year warranty on the foundation my company purchases a a insurance policy or warranty if you will uh uh, it's maverick um and it 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 insures that foundation for 10 years all right All right, let's see if we can squeeze one more in here. Mary's on the line, and Byram's got a central heating issue. What's up, Mary? Well, um, our house was built in 1960, and it's all electric. And we added onto it in the mid-1990s, added another room and a big garage to it. Mm-hmm. But when our central air or central heat turns on, the lights dim in the house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay. if it was built in the 60s, you have an electric panel that is probably all in one. It's got all your circuits in it. So you have everything's being pulled off that main breaker. And so when the unit comes on, it's going to cause the lights to dim. In new construction, what they do is they separate those out. And they put. that's why you'll see a shutoff outside with a 100-amp breaker and probably a 30, 40, or 50 for your air conditioning system. And then all your circuits are on the inside, so they're not all connected. You know, Mary, we mentioned just a, a, a few minutes ago about the the uh, possibility of tax credits this year for putting in a new uh, panel. That's awesome. I would certainly think about doing that. And when I moved, my house was built in 58, and I was there three or four years, and I had a brand-new panel put in, what new wires, everything, because I, I just, like, I don't want old wires in my house. Right. What do you think, Mary? Okay. Uh, well, I, I Java tells Mary, me the show's yeah, over. Sorry. Mary yeah. has no option. You got the last answer. Good for yeah. you. All right. You know what? Fix a 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Charles Arnold. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Up next is Everyday Tech with Jay White, followed by Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart at 11. Make sure to join us next Wednesday at 9 for more Fix It 101 right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.